Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. And today is Memorial Day. It's a United States federal holiday. And we're going to have a national moment of remembrance in our country, encouraging all Americans to pause wherever they are at 3 o'clock local time today for one minute of silence to remember and honor those who have died in service to the United States. And I just want to read you a couple quotes, and then we're going to kick it off with Diane uh, Dewey, my first guest. Memorial Day isn't just about honoring veterans. It's honoring those who lost their lives. Veterans had the fortune of coming home. For us, that's a reminder of when we come home, we still have a responsibility to serve. It's a continuation of service that honors our country and those who fell defending it. The willingness of America's veterans to sacrifice for our country has earned them our lasting gratitude. So hope whatever you do today, uh, you enjoy. And let's kick off the show right now. I have standing by on the line Diane Dewey. She's joining us to talk about her book, Fixing the Fates, an Adoptee's Story of Truth and Lies. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Janine. How are you? Wonderful. I want to thank you for joining us. Some people are busy today, so I appreciate you taking the time. Well, it's great to be here. Thank you. Tell me about uh, what led you, your backstory, to writing this book. Well, I, um, I wanted to try to make sense of my history myself. Um, it was fairly um, convoluted because um, growing up in a time of secrecy, family secrets, um, I was adopted into uh, a a family in the East Coast, mm-hmm. having been born in Germany and having resided in an orphanage there for a year and a half before I came to America. Wow. So, um, yes, because my um, maternal adoptive grandmother, so my adoptive mother's mother, okay. um, knew the person who ran the orphanage in Stuttgart, Germany, I came through um, through her. My grandmother actually went to Germany and brought me back. And the person who ran the orphanage was her brother, who was a child psychologist. Um, So while my parents were trying to conceive and it wasn't going well, um, they they thought about a local agency, and then they started talking about it with my grandmother. And she said, well, why not go to, you know, my brother, your your uncle's Mm -hmm. um, orphanage in Germany, and, and... I'll take care of everything. Um, so, so that's what they did. And as a result, I knew about this adoption because there was quite a, a lot of pride around my grandmother going to get me, and she was the procuring person. Um, nice. So I knew all about yeah. this adoption, but that was all I knew until 47 years later, basically, when my biological father contacted me out of the blue. What was that like? Well, it's a shock when yes. I hear you intake your breath. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly, exactly what that is. Um, yeah. It's a kind of a gasp because yeah. why and um, how and um, under what are the circumstances really and what's the impact? And, yes. you know, you have to stay, um, I think, very present in the moment um, and not think about the whole avalanche of consequences. More, it was... To, to the to the point at that time, I was starved for biological information, mm-hmm. and um, I, I was really very thrilled beyond belief that he t- had the courage to take this step. It's amazing. Um, yeah, it is because a, a, a man um, is the least 
say, identifiable, um, say, through, you know, well, it's different now with Ancestry.com. Um, you know, but there's a lot of barriers that are being um, leapt over. But, um, you know, you would think also that it would be a biological mother. Um, right. That's what my first, first thought was. Yes. Um, so it was kind of radical that um, a man, and I thought somehow tremendously progressive, right, that yes. a man... He, he wanted to um, sort out his life. He wanted to later ask some issues having to do with his memory of me, um, and that was unresolved in his mind, and he wanted to uh, gain this resolution, gain this peace of knowing what had happened to me, and to also um, bring me into his life, if possible, um, in a way that undid the disavowal of, of you know, almost 50 years prior. So um, it, it, I understood it from that motivation. Mm-hmm. It, so was, it didn't take away from the shock. Uh, <laughs> of course, of course. Right. What was that like? Uh, did you see some common things about the two of you, about your dad and yourself, or did you not feel a connection? I felt a very instantaneous and very strong connection. Amazing. Also, I could tell, um, just, I, was, I received a letter at my parents' home near Philadelphia. That's how it happened. My adoptive father had died six months prior, so it was uncanny, the timing. I was with my mother, grieving with her, and she produced this letter that came, and I held it in my hand, and we both sensed that it had to do with my past, and it was almost vibrational, and then it was from this social services agency, and it was very methodical and kind of circumspect, and it led me to conclude that it was probably about, it was a father, mm-hmm. some sort of paternal figure that was looking for me. Um, and when we finally connected by phone, um, we had almost an instantaneous um, spark of recognition in one another, and that mirroring um, of one another was almost unique. There's no one else. He's had two children subsequently, my half-siblings. Amazing. And they're they darling and adorable and 15 years younger than I am. Um, but I am the most, Connected. I would say, the most, yeah, the most alike yes. in looks. Yeah. Um, I'm, the, I'm the spitting image of my biological father. And so... This is the old days, right, where the first thing I got was this um, photo coming up on my computer screen, and I scrolled it open and realized that I was looking at myself, um, oh. only he was 74 years old and with white hair. Um, and it was really the first biological uh, relation, you know, relation that I'd ever seen. So there's yeah. a kind of a pull, you know, like sure. a very strong um, genetic, I think almost... Um, like a, a cellular yes, pull. Yes, Okay, this might sound a little woo-woo, but do you believe sometimes if you think about somebody for so long or something that it will come to you? You know, I, I believe that if we open ourselves up, that, that if that energy is present... Um, and this sounds woo-woo also, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think if you open yourself up to the possibility of, of feeling compassion as opposed to resistance from this 
person, this kind of person, whether it's a biological mother or father. I mean, I spent, I think most adoptees do, spent years with lots of ambivalence and even anger over why was this, why did this happen to me? Why was right. I relinquished? Yeah. Um, but, I, but by the time this happened, and so I think this is to your point, um, I had really gone full circle with my own feelings and had gotten to a point of feeling deeply compassionate and willing to accept whatever the story was, whoever the person was, and to feel embracing. Yes. And that took a very long time, and I think if I hadn't been ready in that sense, it might not have happened. I don't know. It's amazing. Um, does humor play a role in the story, in your writing? My, humor? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I don't think there's any kind of tragedy or, 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 or these, these moments that are just about incomprehensible. You know, meeting my father, my biological father, for the first time when I was, you know, 47 years old. I mean, Amazing. there has to be something comedic. And, of course, the way we walked and the way we <laughs> talked and looking at a person that's a, a kind of mini-me but ancient. ancient sure. and And, yes, there's something um, just Ch- Charlie Chaplin-esque about yes. it somehow. Yes. Of just, um, And I, I thought, well, this would be crazy if we couldn't laugh about it in some way. Sure. Um, and not to mention our human fallibility and frailties that led to all of this and, um, you know, just sometimes the remarks that were made that you just, it, unless you made a joke, you, you, there was no way that it could be palatable. You know, I would okay. say, well, me, you forgot about me then for, for, what, like four decades? And he'd say, yes, okay. I kind of did, you know. And, and it's not, okay, of course it's compartmentalization and of course sure. there's lots of analysis you can do and swing it the other way. But at the other hand, I mean, sometimes we do forget. Sometimes we can't remember. Right. Um, you know, and, and obviously we've shoved a lot aside. So. Sure, yes. So uh, how did you decide to get your master's in mental health counseling? Well, I think, Janine, it was really a part of processing this whole thing because um, once I did meet uh, my biological father, Otto, and it led to knowing my biological mother's family, Helena, and she had already passed away. So there was a lot, you know, a very condensed amount of info to process. And quite honestly, there was, you know, analysis. I could go into therapy. I did. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there was also a part of me that said, wait a minute, I want to take this experience and try to help people. I want to try to talk to adoptive kids and I want to try to talk to them about the situation of um, integrating their past, and, and so it helps your identity going forward. And the only way I could think to do that was to get a master's degree and to try to, try to help in counseling. That's fantastic. I want to mention, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with author Diane Dewey, who's joining us to talk about her book, Fixing the Fates, an Adoptee Story of Truth and Lies. What else would you like listeners to know about the book? I think it's really a quest for identity. I think that identity is such a strong point right now. We're just at a moment where people are really saying to themselves, well, how do I identify? How do I identify myself? Is it, be it gender, be it heritage, be it politically? You know, I think there's a whole sense that identity 
is a crucial thing right now. And even as a country or as a world, we're looking at our identity and saying, whoa, we're so surprised by aspects of our identity that we didn't know were there, sure. aspects of our, of our population that we didn't know were there. And I think that this importance of retrieving those lost parts, those lost bits and knowing them, it's just a huge quest that we're on right now, and it's, it's tremendously important. I want to ask one thing before we wrap. My show is called Get the Funk Out. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that having met your biological father, that there's a piece of you that's healed, that you, that maybe perhaps there were, you know, there were obviously questions, your backstory, that you feel a little better now as, as far as who you are and your backstory? Absolutely. I think that because I ended up having to take a lot of risks and I was a very conservative, um, I, I didn't think of myself that way. I thought I was a very liberated person, but I, I really wasn't. I, I took a lot of risks getting to know him. We had a relationship for 16 years, and I also reached out to my biological mother's widower. Mm-hmm. So that took guts, and it, was, yeah. it took a kind of courage that I didn't know anything about. I didn't know it was there. And, of course, that part of it strengthens you. Yes, Absolutely. So if people want to find out more about you, where should they go? com is my website, and um, my book, Fixing the Face, is, by, is published by She Writes Press, and it's out June 4th. So I look forward to contact with, with everyone. Fantastic. The communication is, is great. I want to spell your last name. It's D-E-W-E-Y, so it's com. It's been wonderful having on your show. I put your bio is up on the show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kci.org, and some info on your book. And our conversation will be up within an hour after I wrap. Thanks, Janine. It's, it's wonderful what you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Congratulations on your book. Oh, great. Thank you. Fantastic. It's been wonderful being here. Thank you. Uh, have Bye-bye. a great day. Bye-bye. That was author Diane Dewey joining us to talk about her book, Fixing the Fates, an adoptee's story of truth and lies. If you missed any part of it, as I said, it'll be up on the show blog within an hour after I wrap.